The COVID-19 pandemic started showing signs of improvement this week as drug companies scramble to get a vaccine on the market. But things are not improving everywhere, especially at Illinois' state-run veterans' homes, and there's a possibility that federal relief aid could run out at the end of this month. We'll talk about that and other news from the Capitol on this week's edition of Capitol Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock, and we're here this week with CNI State House Bureau Chief Jerry Nowicki, along with reporters Sarah Manser and Ray Troncoso. Jerry, let's start with you because you've been tracking the COVID-19 numbers on a daily basis. Earlier this month, there was this big fear of what people were calling a post-Thanksgiving surge because so many people had traveled over the holidays fear that they would bring it back and we would see what uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci called a surge upon a surge. Uh, We're now fully two weeks out from Thanksgiving and so far we haven't seen it. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what's been happening? Yeah, statewide the positivity rate's been going down a little bit and hospitalizations have thankfully been going down. They're still above the uh, spring highs that they saw, but they're well below the uh, highs from I think the second wave which were I think November 25th Um, but the governor said you know we could still see some increases we may be seeing some in the Chicago area um, at this point but not major spikes uh, that we know of and uh, but the other side of that coin is that it's only modest progress that we've made in getting the uh, positivity rates down um, so there's still it's still pretty widespread in the communities. Okay, and the state has been under what they call tier three mitigations statewide for about three weeks now. Um, is there any feeling that maybe those are actually having an effect? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know uh, how easy it is to track that causality, but it would seem that, you know, when you're in a restaurant, you're probably have your mask off for an extended period of time. So uh, you have HVAC systems. So there's studies that show that's how it, it travels uh, in uh, indoor environments. So there's that that has to be having some effect, uh, one would think. Um, so we don't know when those will be lifted, though. The governor said it won't be immediately. Okay, and in the meantime, as we're recording this on Friday morning, it looks like the Food and Drug Administration is on the verge of approving for emergency use uh, the first vaccine developed by Pfizer. There are some other vaccines in the pipeline. How excited are people about this? Uh, is this do we think this is really going to be a game changer? Yeah, uh, people view it as the distant light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to be an immediate uh, savior for, you know, opening bars and restaurants and getting everything back to normal. It's several months away until everyone's going to be able to get this. They're starting with nursing homes, uh, residents and staff, and then the hospitals. Hospitals uh, sort of being the main thing, uh, hospital workers. Um, So those will be the first people to get it it's going to take several weeks for all of them to get it and then it'll go to uh, more at-risk populations and i think it's the fourth 
uh, tier that is the general public uh, without, um, you know, uh, comorbidities or whatever risk factors they have. Okay. So and it's six months away at least. Yeah, I've heard estimates that they may be vaccinating people, you know, all through next year uh, before they uh, finally reach everybody. Uh, but at least that's something to look forward to. Meanwhile, we're coming up on the end of the year, and, uh, you know, it seems like eons ago when Congress passed what's called the CARES Act, which sent, uh, it was a $2.2 trillion bill that sent a lot of aid to state and local governments to help them pay the cost of combating the pandemic. Uh, that money has to be spent by December 30th, or at least has to be committed by December 30th, which means at the end of the year, basically the federal funding runs out. And so far, Congress has not approved a, a trailer bill, a, a follow-up. Uh, we've got a, a new administration coming in in January. Uh, Jerry, are people getting nervous about this? Yeah, I think there's always been the fear that, you know, what happens when everything runs out. State governments have to fill their budget gaps and... Uh, uh, yeah, I would say there there's concern that it won't pass. Um, I don't know. I can't predict Congress, obviously. I have no idea uh, the inner workings of what's going behind those bills. But I know that the governor has warned several times that without aid for bars and restaurants, you're going to see some carnage there in terms of what's going to close. And then without aid for state government, you're going to see a lot of cuts to some of the programs that uh, – Illinoisans, some Illinoisans uh, of lesser means rely upon. Okay. And so now I want to turn to Sarah Manser because you've been covering uh, an aspect of the pandemic in Illinois that has not been improving, uh, outbreaks at some of the state's veterans' homes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what's been happening there and uh, how the state is responding to that? Yeah. Uh, so... There is a, a state-run veterans' home in LaSalle that has experienced in a COVID-19 outbreak um, that was first reported uh, November 1st, and um, since then, the home has reported that uh, 33 residents, as of the last count uh, yesterday, is what Governor Prisco reported, 33 residents have uh, died of COVID-19-related illnesses at that, at that uh, facility, and the uh, Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs has um, had two uh, on-site visits at the home, and uh, two separate reports have been uh, issued from those visits. One of the visits was by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs last month, and the other one was by the Illinois Department of Public Health. And those reports showed that there were some examples of staff not following uh, uh, personal protective equipment guidelines, uh, not wearing their masks properly, or not social distancing. They, uh, the reports also reported that um, the facility had uh, hand sanitizer that was not alcohol-based and not effective in uh, dealing with with COVID-19. So there, there were some issues reported at the home. And then this week, the 
head of the LaSalle home was was fired and not a whole lot of information has been given about the exact <clears throat> reasoning for that. Um, then this week, the Illinois National Guard was sent to the home, the LaSalle home, as well as the Quincy home and the Mantino Veterans Home, where Governor Pisker has said there are some outbreaks occurring there as well. Um, so it is a ongoing problem. There are, uh, investigations by, uh, committees, um, at the Illinois General Assembly, but also the Illinois Department of Human Services. The inspector general of that department is also opening an investigation. So there's a lot of unanswered questions about what has happened at LaSalle, and now um, there are apparently additional outbreaks at Quincy and Mantino that are requiring uh, Illinois National Guard members to uh, help with staff testing and um, screening and that sort of thing. Okay, and to put a little bit of political context behind this, uh, when J.B. Pritzker was running for governor in 2018, there was an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease at the Quincy home, and the Pritzker campaign really took the Rauner administration to task over that. Now we're having COVID-19 outbreaks at veterans' homes under Pritzker's watch. Uh, is this politically sensitive for the governor? Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, I think, you know, you're, you're right that, uh, Governor Pritzker was, was critical of, of Governor Rauner when the, the, the Legionnaires issue at Quincy happened. And, um, when that has been, when reporters have, have asked, uh, Governor Pritzker about that, um, about his criticism then and how, uh, he's been responding to this current crisis, um, he has, had largely avoided making those comparisons and said that he had, his administration has, um, notified the public, uh, quickly. Um, the, the, the law requires that these veterans homes must, um, issue, uh, notification after <clears throat> illnesses or, or deaths at these homes and they have followed that, those, those state statutes. Um, so that's been his response, that they have followed the law and he says that um, his administration is being fully transparent. So um, he obviously doesn't think that the comparison between the two is uh, apt, but, but obviously other Republicans in the General Assembly and other Republican politicians disagree with that. Okay, so we'll continue following that. Uh, meanwhile, there has been action outside of COVID-19 in Illinois. Uh, Ray, I want to turn to you. Illinois joined with most other states and the District of Columbia in uh, filing a lawsuit against the social media network Facebook. What's behind this lawsuit? What are they suing for? Well, this lawsuit is an antitrust lawsuit. So basically what Illinois, uh, 47 other states, the District of Columbia, and the territory of Guam are alleging is that Facebook has basically become a monopoly 
in the advertising space for social social media due to what they call anti-competitive, uh, illegal anti-competitive actions, um, buying up uh, potential competitors for way more than they're valued, um, intentionally making third parties uh, be reliant on them for private information, and then freezing out those third parties so that Facebook would basically have a monopoly on basically the private information of all their users, as well as the metrics of other social media sites. Um, they're not the only ones suing Facebook. Uh, that The Federal Trade Commission has also filed a very similar lawsuit, and they're asking for basically the federal courts to deliver restitution in the form of uh, divesting some of Facebook's assets, such as Instagram and WhatsApp, and uh, um, WhatsApp, and uh, and for them to basically have to go through the states for making future purchases in excess of ten million. And so, uh, some of us are old enough to remember the antitrust lawsuit against uh, AT and T uh, decades ago. Uh, that case went on for years and years. Uh, how long do they expect the Facebook case might take? I haven't really seen speculation on that. Um, this filing is very new. It just came out on Wednesday. So I, I'm not sure if Facebook's even responded yet with their own lawyers. So it's, it's really hard to tell at this point. Okay. So now I want to look ahead to the coming week, uh, talk a little bit about the stories we're expecting to cover. Uh, the first one on my list is the Electoral College meets in Springfield on Monday, December 14th. They will officially cast the state's 20 electoral votes for Democrats Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, also that day, the special investigating committee that's looking into House Speaker Michael Madigan's role in a bribery scheme holds its first meeting, the first one since September 29th. Uh, it's been a very long time. There was a huge data dump of documents and emails uh, from Commonwealth Edison executives. Uh, people have been sifting through that. Uh, so those are two of the stories that are coming up next week. Ray, one of the things you've been following is the Legislative Black Caucus. They've apparently elected some new leaders. Uh, what are you expecting to hear from them next week? Well, next week they're going to have an election for who's going to be leading their House caucus. Uh, currently, it's Representative Camille Lilly. Um, they're not sure if she's going to be continuing in that role. In the Senate, we have uh, Senator Robert Peters taking over from from uh, Senator Bell as caucus chair. And in terms of the total leadership over the Black Caucus, um, the joint chair has shifted from Senator Kimberly Lightford to Representative Sonia Harper. Okay, and Sarah, uh, you follow the courts pretty closely. Uh, does the Illinois Supreme Court have anything coming up next week? Um, yeah, the Illinois Supreme Court um, is going to be issuing some opinions. We don't know what they are yet, um, <laughs> but that will be something to, work, to look out for. Um, I also will be uh, att attending or watching, because it's in Chicago, um, a committee hearing on the LaSalle Veterans Home outbreak uh, by the House uh, Veterans Affairs Committee. They are going to be holding a subject matter hearing on that next week in Chicago, so we shall see what comes of that. 
Okay, so that's just some of the stories that we'll be following next week, and we hope to be back with another edition of Capital Cast. That'll do it for this week's edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, thank you for listening.